0: Thank mm-hmm. you. song. Alright, go ahead and take your Bibles this morning, turn to the book of Malachi chapter 3, Malachi chapter 3, and we're going to read verse 10, but as you turn there, I do not want you to panic. This is not a message about tithing, although uh, this scripture is often used in tithing, that's not what we're going to talk about today. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. Improve me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for your goodness to us, Lord, and I thank you so much for. Your word, Lord. I pray that You will use me this morning. Help me to get the message across like like You want it, dear God. I pray that You will speak through me. I pray that everyone will be receptive to the teaching of Your word. In Your name, we pray. Amen. Now, passage there where I want us to focus on today is where He says, "Prove me now." Herewith, you know, I said I'm not preaching about tithing this morning, but you know why people panic when you start preaching on tithing and giving is because. Uh, They have not tried it. They have not tried to prove Jesus on it yet. And he's basically saying here, prove me. I want you to try me out here. I want you to just try to listen to me. That definition there, that word prove, it means to test. It means to investigate or to examine. And this isn't the same as where it says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. We're not tempting Him. We're not trying to get God to do something that He shouldn't do. But what we're doing is we're basically just trying to see if God will do what He said He will do. And in this passage here, He's talking about giving. And He's saying, just, just try it. See if I don't bless you for it. And you know, in today's day and age, we've got people that will literally try anything. I mean, they'll try anything and they'll try everything, but it seems like the hardest thing in the world to get people to try is to try Jesus. And I want to challenge you to just just try. You know, I'm amazed at how often I hear about just crazy things that people are trying. I've heard it's getting harder now to buy bath salts because people have figured out how to use them as a drug. And the side effects are absolutely horrible. I know personally an individual who was from this area that committed suicide as a result of those. He was messing with that stuff and it just, it messed him up. I mean, it's absolutely horrible. And I'm hearing all these awful stories about it and finding out there happen to be, you know, there happen to, it's almost becoming an over the counter thing. Or not, where it's hard to get. Because so many people are trying this, like, why would you even try that? I heard this week somebody was telling me that a new thing that people are trying now is they are inhaling alcohol. And I probably shouldn't even do this. I might be giving somebody ideas. I mean, because people try crazy things, and apparently it's a faster way to get drunk. And I and mean, then the side effects of it are absolutely horrible. What it can do to you. But you know what? People are trying it like crazy. I mean, it is amazing. If I said you can get high from taking a bath in cow manure, I think people would probably try it because they're just they're they're that crazy with those things. But you know, when we go and we start talking about the things of the Bible and trying to get people to try Jesus, they're not going to have anything to do with that. They're not. I mean, that's the farthest thing from their mind. And it's this is this and this kind of thing, trying to get people to try things that are sin has been going on since the beginning of time. Since the first man and the first woman. Satan, he got Eve to eat to try the forbidden fruit. You know, just try it. Hey, just taste it. If you taste this, you will be like God's, knowing good and evil. Satan, he lies. He tells you that the warnings aren't true. Genesis three, four, he told Eve. God gave a warning. God kind of put a label on that tree in a sense like they do on the cigarettes with the warning, hey, try this and you shall surely die. It wasn't written on there, but He told them. All right, he got it from God Himself. and But they still tried. Satan said, you shall not surely die. It's amazing all the things that people are trying out there. They, do, they have the warning labels of things on them. It's like somebody says, ah, you're not going to die. Ah, it's not going to hurt you. Just one time, it's not going to do anything to you. You know, your parents that's teaching this, your church that teaches that, they're trying to hold back something that's good. That's what Satan did with Eve. He said, if you try this fruit, you're going to be like God's. God's trying to keep you below Him. If you take this, you're going to be like Him. And Satan, he was able to do this because he always tries to tempt us with the unknown. It's just in our nature. We can't stand not knowing something. If I came up to you today and I said, "Hey, I have a secret that I'm not telling anybody," well, now all of a sudden you're going to want to know what it is because we're just curious people. We don't like there being information out there that we don't know about. We got it from Eve, and Eve is the same way. And Satan told her, "Hey, if you will be like God's." Knowing good and evil, and he was like, "I've I've got to try. I've got to see what it's like. I've got to just see for myself." It's amazing how many times young people say that. I know my parents have warned me about drugs. I know they've warned me about alcohol, but I just want to see for myself. I heard an individual one time they were talking about, you know, the Harry Potter books, and you know, said, "If you're for witchcraft, uh, I feel sorry for you. I'm not for that stuff." All right. I think it's all. I think it's bad. And they were like, I know that the Harry Potter books are bad. I've heard that they're bad. I've heard it's all witchcraft and all that. But I want to just read them and see for myself. Listen, sometimes we all just take the warning. I know I can get lung cancer from these things, but I want to find out for myself. Why? You know, why, why don't you learn from somebody else that's actually experienced these things? I know, that you, I know you shouldn't do this. I know drugs can be addictive. And I know rehab is probably a really tough thing to get through. I'd like to help some of those rehab people. So why don't I go get addicted to them so I can see for myself what it's like. I can find out what it's like to dry out and to go through that. I'm sorry, but that is just foolishness. And people, they'll they literally They'll try anything. And they'll say they'll say that God's trying to hold you back from something's good. And let me and I just want to ask a question. Eve after she ate that fruit, she did understand good and evil. But the question is, was she better off? No. Because once you do something for the first time, it's going to be easier to do it the second time. Sin gets easier and easier to do and to commit. That first time, maybe you told that lie. but you felt terrible about it. It really bothered you. It ached up inside. But you know, you got away with it. You knew what the pain was like, and you knew that you could get through it. And so the next time you did it, it wasn't as bad. It was it was a little easier. And the way sin is, it keeps getting easier and easier. I mean, right now, you know, after 32 years of never trying alcohol. If I went ahead and I broke that streak, it would only be easier after that. Because, you know, I don't want to wait 33 years to break my record. And you know what? Yeah, I tried it and I survived. I didn't get a DUI. I'm not addicted. It's only, it, it, you see what I'm talking about? It just gets easier after you've done something one time. After you know what it's like, you find out, hey, I can survive these sins. I can survive this line. And that first time, maybe you stole something. I mean, maybe you're in a gas station. You know, it was so easy. It was just a candy bar. And boy, some of you in here, I mean, you couldn't do that. I mean, it would bother your conscience. But listen, if you just try it one time and you get away with it, you'll find out yeah, you're going to feel bad. You're going to, it's going to eat you up inside a little bit, but you can probably get through it. And the next time, it's going to be a little easier. You know, sometimes I've heard from shoplifting and things, you can kind of get a high from that. I know, I've know i heard of rich people. I remember one actress in Hollywood, millionaire, ended up going to jail for shoplifting. She, she got a thrill from it. And she had, had to do it all the time. Sin is so tricky. And Satan starts off by just getting you to try it. That's the way a lot of drug dealers work. They will get you to try that drug. And once they get you trying it, before long, they'll have you hooked on it and then they've got your business for a long time. I mean, this kind of stuff has been going on since the beginning of time. Satan, he's tricky. And I'm here to tell you that you are not better off knowing good and evil. Today, Satan is trying to get people to try things that are forbidden. And no matter how many other people get burned, people still want to try for themselves. They keep wanting I want to see... What it's like, and but and we're not going to talk a whole lot about the bad things we try. I want to talk about trying some good things, because God does the same thing in His Word. He tells us to, He wants us to try some things. He says, "Listen, just try these things out, because God knows that with the good, if we would try that, that there's a good chance that we're probably going to get hooked on it, that we're not going to want to stop." And the truth is, I've noticed with people that struggle with maybe tithing at first, after they do it for a while, they're hooked. I mean, they not only I mean they enjoy it. And the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. That's people, man, they've tried it, they know what it's like, and they do it all the time. And some of them they go so crazy that sometimes they even go a little above 10%. Because they just hey, they know it works. They've proved God. They tried Him and found out that He was telling the truth. And just some things quickly I want us to look at, some things I want you to try is in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. It says, "...For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ." But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Notice, man, I probably should have done a whole message just in this verse. Because if I talk about it too long, I am not going to get it done early. But boy, this simplicity that's in Christ. This is what God wants. This is what God ultimately wants from people. I Like these kids that we have in here. God wants them... To be taught the truth from a young age, and to just and to stay in that their whole life, and never get caught up in all and all the crazy things and the false religions. If he's espoused us. He wants us to be like a chaste virgin. You know, many people that that are Christians, they're people that they got saved, they really got it, and then but then they just went on this roller coaster ride of life, getting involved in every false religion that's out there, in one church and out. I mean. I mean, one week there are Baptist, another week there are Catholic, another week there are Presbyterian or a Jehovah's Witness. I mean, they're just all over the place. And I'm telling you, people that have done that, they're usually very damaged people and it's very hard to teach truth to them because they've had so many lies shoved down their throat. It is very hard to get people that are from, for example, the Catholic Church to understand this whole... Not a works thing. It is very difficult. It's very hard to teach them about scriptural baptism, what it really is. That it doesn't save you. That it's something that you do after salvation. It is very hard to teach people that because they've had so much false religion crammed down their throat. I'm telling you right now, I would rather take somebody that has never had anything to do with religion, never had anything to do with Christ, Maybe I mean, that's just lived a wicked lifestyle than to get some extremely religious person from a false religion. It is hard to get them to understand truth because they've had so many lies shoved down their throats. And God wants us to be that chaste virgin. And the challenge is, why don't we just try not falling into sin in the first place? Listen, everybody's trying all these sins out there. But the world has to offer. Everybody's trying drunkenness. Everybody's trying that. How about trying life never having touched the stuff? Well you'd be surprised. We can go in a lot of scriptures on that. But man, you would be so much better. Why don't we try learning from someone else's mistakes? I'm not going to preach a whole message on, you know, how to find a mate. And but this date the way that the world is doing dating today, it doesn't work. It only leads to heartache, heartbreak. I mean, it is a mess and a half. And you know what? Why don't we ever learn from these people's mistakes? You know most people think that that's just a part of dating. All the heartbreak, the divorce and all those other things. They think that's just the way it is. No, it doesn't have to be that way. That is a lie from the devil. Learn from somebody else's mistakes. Just trust God and don't even experiment with sin. Second Timothy chapter two, verse twenty two. Second Timothy two twenty two. It says flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. There's some things that we ought to just run from. My wife was just telling me I was I was thrilled to hear this. But, uh, they had to take Tommy to the hospital. He had that tick bite that was going wrong with them. Thank the Lord that's doing real good right now. But they're there in the waiting room in the hospital and the the television's on and a commercial comes on. And there's a lady on there that's not properly dressed, which you only have to watch TV for about five minutes to see that kind of stuff these days. And she said she kind of looked at Tommy and he's kind of like this. Got his head down. You know what he's doing? Fleeing youthful lust. There's things out there that are that are tempting... And we're supposed to run run from them. But you know what, everybody these days, they see that youthful lust on there. They see those beer commercials and things. You know what they do? They run to that stuff. Listen, when you see those things that are tempting you that the Word of God has forbidden, why don't you just try running? Oh, I don't want to be a coward. Listen, it's, that's just being smart. If, I, if there was a lion loose in here, I'm not going to stand here and tell everybody how brave I am. I'm running. I'm going to run really fast. I'm going to close all the doors behind me because that thing could tear me up. Listen, I go to the, I go. I was at the zoo. We were at the zoo the other day, and there was this big lizard thing that was there behind the glass. It was like climbing up and clawing at it, and that, that thing was so creepy. And I remember I went right up to the glass, and even though I knew that glass was there, protected, it was still freaking me out. But I still did it because I'm like, this shouldn't be scary because this glass is here, but it was. And I'm here to tell you to tell you if I ever saw one of those things in the woods. I, I like to t- talk like I'm brave. I try to tell my kids that I'm Superman, you know, that this is just a secret identity and stuff like that. But let me tell you, if I ever faced one of those. I'm running. They had a big uh, anaconda, I think, biggest snake. And they had a big lion there. And we were talking about, so I think I would rather fight that lion than that snake. Because I'm that scared of them. I'm not going to prove I'm brave. And you know, serpents and snakes, they're often a representation of sin. And just like God put the fear of snakes in us, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed, the snake's seed, and her seed. Hey, it's natural to not like snakes and to be scared of snakes. And it is natural for a Christian not to like sin and to want to run from it. And when those temptations are thrown at us, to just take off running. I mean, it's a wonderful practice. It would be a great thing. Those people in your school or those people in your neighborhood, the teenagers that get you in trouble, when you see them, come along. Don't try to be rude, but just take off running. Listen, it worked for Joseph. Remember, he did it with Potiphar's wife. She's tempting him. And boy, he's trying to get away. And finally, he just took off running. She grabbed this coat. And he did kind of a three stooges. If you ever watch the three stooges, they do that often. They're always running from people. And she grabbed this coat and he just left the coat behind and took off running. Because, hey, he's not messing with that temptation. This flesh is too prone to sin. This flesh makes mistakes way too easy. Why don't we just try not ever falling into that sin in the first place? Listen, you can go anywhere you want and you can find all the people out there that are miserable that have tried all the sins and the lusts of this world. It hasn't made them happy one bit. And listen, it doesn't count just going seeing some teenager that's having a good time, just wait a few years and they're going to be miserable like everybody else that's tried that stuff. Just stay away from it. How about just try serving God? Just try it out. Psalms 100, verse 2. Psalms 100, verse 2. Look at this verse. It says, "...Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing." Listen, when you serve the Lord, sometimes it is difficult. But you know what? Serving the devil, it's always difficult. And let me tell you, there are days when you serve the Lord, I'm telling you the joy that comes from it. I said, I can't, just this morning, sitting up here, every Sunday, I sit up here, and I'm just kind of watching everybody sing stuff. I just sometimes get overwhelmed. And what am I really doing? I'm just serving the Lord. And I love it. And I'm here to tell you that, yeah, there's. Sometimes bad things happen. We're doing, a We're doing a series on Sunday nights on service. Using Jesus' example tonight, I'm going to be talking about Jesus' critics. You serve the Lord. I promise that people are going to criticize you. But you know what? You'll find out. It's worth it. Just try it out. Try doing something for the Lord. You don't have to, be pre- you don't have to preach a sermon. You know, there's all kinds of things you can do. And the joy that comes from it that only God can give, it's worth it. And you know what? And don't be afraid of God calling you into ministry. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. Some people are scared of that. I'm afraid if I start serving God too much, He might want me to start serving in the ministry. He might want me to work in a Sunday school class or He might want me to preach a message. The Bible says in Matthew 16.25, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Basically, what that verse is saying is when we will stop trying to hang on to our life and get everything we can for ourselves, that's when we're going to find happiness. When we just turn it over to God and say, Lord, here's my life. Take it. Do whatever you want with it. That's when you're going to find your life. That's when you're going to find what truly will make you happy. When you just say, Lord, if You want me to serve You, whatever it is, I'll do it. Whatever it is, accept. No, no, don't do any accepts because that's what God's going to probably call you to do. I heard a preacher just this week say, he said, Lord, I'll do anything you want, just don't send me to Chicago. And the Lord sent him to the Chicago area. Man, I tell you, I'm so scared of going to Chicago. I don't pray, Lord, don't send me to Chicago because <laughs> I don't want to go there. Uh, and But uh, we ought to... Be, you know what? If the Lord did call me to do that, I'd do it. I don't want to. I thank the Lord He didn't call me to start a church in the suburbs. Man, I hate the suburbs. I, I, just, I don't like it there at all. I don't, those people are rude. I went and helped a friend of mine. Uh, they, uh, he started a church... Few years back, and they were moving to a new location, and they went. And I helped passing out flyers. I had more rude people in that one afternoon than I have since I've been here in Rock Falls. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, man, it's like it's a good thing he's more merciful than me. I just say, forget you people. You all can just go ahead and I won't say it, but that's how I felt because man, it, they're terrible out there. But you know what? You know, Lord didn't call me there. This is where He wants me, and this is where I'm happy. And if that's where the Lord wanted me, I don't know how, but He'd make me happy. <laughs> I would be—I—I I, I guarantee you, I would be happy there, because serving the Lord—it—it it, it just comes with it. It comes with the territory. Don't be afraid of giving God your entire life. I'm—I'm I'm not trying to talk spiritual here one bit. I—I'm I, not. But listen, I've. I've Study the Bible enough about martyrs and things that even if I had to die for the cause of Christ, that wouldn't be bad. My wife says the question, "Hey, you know what if that ever happens in this country? What if that ever happens in our lifetime? We're killed for being Christians? Can you imagine our kids going through that?" You know, what I tell her it's like, what a better way to go. Did you know all of us are going to die? Eventually, we're all we're all going to eventually die, and you know what you get? You know what your reward is for dying? Nothing really, but when you're martyred, there's a special crown for those who are martyred. I don't want to die of car wreck. You don't get no prizes for that, or cancer or anything like that. Now, I'm not saying I want to be martyred today, <laughs> but hey, if it happens, hey, that's well, God, it's okay. It's going to be worth it. I think God's going to take care of the martyrs in eternity. It's going to be alright if that's what God wants us to do. Listen, I've read about the martyrs in Fox's book of Martyrs who went and were fed you lions and were singing. And the people that were burnt at the stake and were singing. You know what those people were doing? They were serving God. And even in a time like that, He gave them joy that this world cannot get that they cannot understand. And you know what? And they never will until they try it. Just try serving the Lord. Just try just try believing the Bible. Hebrews 11:6. You know, we try all the time to make excuses for the for the word of God. Well, I know it says that, but you know, the Lord wants us to use common sense. Yeah, common sense is listen to his word. Trust what he says. Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Just try, try believing the Bible. You know, people will believe anything. Well, I watched a documentary on the History Channel and it proved that Noah's flood didn't really happen. Well, congratulations. I'm not basing my eternal soul on what the History Channel says. Well, I watched. I was watching the sci-fi or the science channel, not sci-fi. Not sci-fi. They're talking about evolution, and they said that, hey, you know, we just evolved from monkeys. And listen, I'm not basing my eternal soul on, evolu- on evolution or what the scientists are saying. We'll believe anything. The guy's got a college degree, and we think, wow, he must know what he's talking about. He says that we came from animals. He said this: everything that happened in this world happened from an explosion. Hey, listen, we just celebrated the 4th of July. There was a lot of explosions in these, this week, weren't there? Did anybody see anything built through the explosion? No, what happens in explosions? Chaos. You don't have a perfect solar system like we do and a planet like this from an explosion. People will believe anything. You know why? Because they want to believe it. They like the idea of there not being any God because then there's no one to be accountable to. It's basically just do whatever you want. Do whatever you feel like doing. They've not tried just believing the Word of God. Just have faith that God will keep His Word. Romans chapter 14, verse 23, the end of it says, "...for whatsoever is not of faith is sin." Say, well, listen, if God laid it all out for us, if God gave us every little detail of how everything's going to work out, then we are not having faith. And then we cannot please God. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And so if we're trying to do things where we don't have to have faith, that's sin. Because the Bible says whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And people these days are always wanting to use common sense or human reason. You know, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they have a book that's pretty similar to a Bible that they carry around. But with that book, they they also have a book on human reasoning. And when the Bible gets kind of crazy or confusing, they whoop out that book on human reasoning to explain away what the Bible says. I'm sorry, that's the total opposite. Sometimes the Bible goes completely against human reasoning. And unfortunately, they've never tried just trusting the Word of God. They've never tried just believing the Bible. So we will try anything on the news, you know, one week they'll have a show on there. Coffee's bad for you. It'll give you this and this. And the next week, coffee's good for you. It's good for your heart. It's good for this. They have these studies all the time, and you know, people they'll have a study on there, and they'll come, and people will take it as gospel, and they will run with it and do whatever they say in the news media. But when it comes to the Word of God, that never changes, nobody wants to try it. And I'm here today to tell you that if you would try it, you would find out it was right. Have faith that God knows exactly what He's doing. Say, well, listen, some of the things that the Bible says, it just doesn't seem to make sense. I don't get how that can work. You don't understand the position that I'm in right now. I just don't know if I can afford to trust God right now. I mean, you don't understand what I'm going through. But listen, 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, "...there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man." But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. You know, people all the time, they're always like, you know, they'll come up with these scenarios that, you know, what if you were starving to death and your kids were starving to death and your only way to get food was to steal? so your kids could live, would you do it? My wife asked me that question the other day. And I told her, I said, and this is easy to say when your stomach's full, by the way, but I said, I wouldn't steal. She's like, but if it was to save the kid's life? I said, no. I said, the Bible says, there's a verse in the Bible, I should have wrote it down, but it talked about, uh, he said, lest I steal and take the name of my God in vain. Whenever we steal as a way to provide for our family or for ourselves, what we're basically saying is God, we call ourselves Christians, we call ourselves children of God, we're basically saying God can't take care of us. Hey, I'm in a situation now that God can't get me out of. I have to go against his word. Listen, God's not going to let you starve to death. Just trust his word. He's not he'll he is not going to have you be tempted more than you're able. He will make a way of escape. I think that's my only way. No. There's another way. You don't ever have to steal. You don't ever have to sin. It's never sin or die. Listen, if it is sin or die, go ahead and die. Because God's going to take care of you. He said be faithful unto death. Most of those martyrs that were killed for their faith back in the day, all they would have had to do to get out of being fed to lions, all they would have had to do to get out of being burnt at the stake was to just tell one lie. All they had to do was say, I renounce Christ. I'm not a Christian. That's all it would have taken. And they let them go. One lie to save their families. It's okay. No, it's not. We see the Lord... He, you ought to read about... Do study on what the Bible says about martyrs. I guarantee you there is not one martyr in heaven that got there and looked at God and said, Lord, why did You let that happen to me? I think everybody that's been martyred after that in heaven are glad that they did it. And we're not going to be an exception, but we've got to just trust God's Word. Most people won't do that. Oh, they told me at work. You know, they, they want me to make this compromise here. I'm going to lose my job. Why don't you just try trusting God? See if He can. Maybe He'll give you a better job. I can, t- I can take care of that. Just try it. We've tried everything, but without, we've not tried Jesus. We've not tried the Word of God. I, I heard an individual one time that I worked with, they are talking about religion and things, and she's like, you know what? I've tried every religion. I've tried every church. And you know what? I found out they're pretty much all just the same thing. And you know what? It didn't really do me any good. And I said... You didn't try my church. And you didn't try you didn't try my God. Because He works. They are telling the truth. And my church, we're not like all the other churches. And people do. They try everything but truth. And I challenge you today to try Jesus. So let's stand together as bound.